0: Hello everybody and welcome back to Passport by SportFoyer.com where we talk about the local sports that you do now and what you could do next. Your hosts Dickie, Bobby and Johnny along with their special guests will share with you some useful tips, insights and their experiences in community sport from around the world. My name is Dickie and on today's show I am joined by my teammate Bobby. I'm Are
1: you here. joining us
0: today? I'm here, I'm super you out bed? excited today, super excited today. What are you excited about? What's going on?
1: I'm, in, I'm excited about the topic. It's, it's a long weekend. You're in Greece, and I'm here in my Piazza in Fiorentina, waiting for the rain to drop, waiting for my ribs to come out. That's why I'm excited.
0: You've got that smoker going again? They are delicious. Absolute.
1: Oh. And sorry, I, I was meant to send you a picture of the salmon tacos last night. I, Don't. It went, it went so quick. I couldn't even send you, I could send you a picture of the plate.
0: <laughs> be careful with the digestive system, Bobby. Eating that fast. Yeah, yeah. I know you're an athlete. You gotta be careful. So, where so have you been up since so, you last spoke, though? What from last week? Yeah, I've. Well, we just co- we're coming out of full lockdown here. Um, as I mentioned to the listeners earlier, it's on the date we come out of full, lo- full lockdown here in Greece on Monday, tomorrow. Uh, I think it's going to be one huge party. All the cafes and everything's going to be open. So. To answer your question, I've been home all week in anticipation of this. This has been working, the weather's been fantastic. I've been mapping out my archeolog- archaeological ancient tour of southern Greece. I can, I'll tell you all about that on my journey next week. So when we, when, you, when we call in next week, I'll probably be on the road. And so, yeah, just working. How about you? What have you been up to the last few days?
1: Just uh, preparing for this long weekend, working since we last spoke. Done a bit of studying on on our topic today, which I'm excited about. But really, just you've uh,
0: prepared for today's topic. Yeah. you've done some
1: studying. Yeah, when when, when this Lime topic it. came up last, get, week, I was like, I got I got to get into this, innit? I got to get into it.
0: You do play basketball with your son, don't you? You get out there in the garden, out on the park, and you guys play a lot of basketball, don't
1: you? Yeah, he he calls it basketball. I think I'm playing basketball, but I'm not. I have got no technique. I'm just athletic, innit? I'm just athletic.
0: You're just defending all the time. You're just you being a body for him. Yeah.
1: Every time I shoot, he's looking. I'm already underneath the, the hoop, trying to get the ball in it so I can get my next shot in it. Or well,
0: pulling yourself up off the floor. Yeah. Because he don't want to. Yeah. Good. I'm glad he's still playing. So uh, big sport this one, isn't it? Huge. One of the top three in the United States basketball. Not sure if it's still a growing sport, but there's certainly a lot of people playing it. And it's not just kids. It's uh, for all ages.
1: Yeah. What, uh, if you played
0: you at any particular level, I, I used to play in school at lunchtime. We did, it wasn't a big part of our curriculum in the UK, but it was uh, our PE curriculum. But, so we used to play a little bit in PE. But at lunchtime, I can tell you, we were in the gym during our dinner break and uh, just playing basketball nonstop just for fun. Passing and moving, it's just a great game to get going. That's, that's been the extent of my participation and knocking the ball around with you and mates in the park. Yourself? Your
1: what, position you, hey, what position do you play?
0: Uh, centre midfield.
1: Basketball, you're my
0: <laughs> Yeah, centre midfield, that's what I call it. In the middle. In the middle. What but when we, like? got back, what, yeah. when we got back, I always stood at the top of the key because they'd get the ball to me. If we regain possession... If my team got... If we're defending and we regain possession, they give the ball to me because of my vision. You you've seen, like, you've, you've, like you've seen heart, my vision, it? haven't you? Yeah, you sound like No, no, like no, mate. They heart, get it, it to me. They get it to me and I would do that. Um, what's that NFL player called for the Patriots? The, 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 he's from San Mateo, Radio. California. He's gone to Tampa now, by the way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Go ahead. Oh, is he? Anyway, so I'm, I'm kind of like one of them in basketball, but I don't want to say too much because I think our guests today will start ripping me a new one about this. So look, I'm sure he'll bring it up. But anyway, that's where I played. And you, did you play?
1: Yeah, I, I, I played whatever they asked me to play. I didn't even know the positions. There's point guard, centre. There's all these different positions. But I, I just played wherever the base said, hey, Bob, go here. I went, cool. I said, what's this position?
0: Oh, so hold on. Hold on. You just mentioned two actual technical term positions. You, you know some actual proper names of the positions then?
1: Like, like I told you, I studied about this, man. Do you even know how old Bob <laughs> is? Do you even know? Do you even know no, how old is it? No then? idea. When you, came to, wait, when you came to America, what was one of the places that you started off when you left England and you came, came to the United States? What part of the country?
0: All sports were born in England. Didn't you know that? Slow down. Except Slow for American down. football. Answer
1: the question first. Answer the question first. Where did What's you- the first
0: sport I played? Yeah, yeah. I think I, we knocked a basketball around on the drive because they had one of those portable rings on wheels out on the drive. Yeah. correct yeah. me if I'm yeah.
1: wrong, it, you, you played in Massachusetts, right?
0: Yep. So, Boston.
1: listeners, listeners, just so that listeners know, that's where basketball started. Celtics. That's where it started over 100 Celtics.
0: years ago. Later. Really? yeah You some have research. done your homework. Go do some research, isn't it? I'm, I don't need to because I'm going to clarify that with our guest later because what he doesn't know about basketball isn't worth knowing. Yeah, fair share. So, sure. it did start in, it started in, in Boston, did it, really? Massachusetts. Five people on a team, net end to end. How long's the game then? No How long is an official game? No clue.
1: If I, if I, if I told you the answer now, it's because I Googled it and everyone's going to think I'm a mug for doing that. So I'm not going to answer that.
0: Right, so where are we playing? Where can we play? Where can we play this game? <laughs> Clubs, leagues, everywhere, isn't there?
1: Yeah, you can play anywhere.
0: You, uh, in... where, did, where does your son play?
1: We just play on our drive. We've we got a little uh, basketball hoop and we just play on our drive.
0: Okay. But um, when does the majority pay that play on, on a regular basis in the clubs in the leagues? It's similar structure to most sports in the US, correct? Yeah. It's um, you join a local team, or and then they put you in a local league, and you play. And when is it? When are these seasons? One of the basketball seasons, mate. Is it in the winter? Because that's when the that's when the NBA plays, isn't it? Through the winter, correct? Or was it spring? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, NBA's over the over the winter for sure, but. I think one of the cool things I've seen just with this COVID stuff that's going on, you go past parks and, and, and things like that, and you, you see kids just playing in, you know, just with a hoop in the park. It's
0: not. It's uh, an it's easy sport to get into, easy, isn't it? One easy, of the easiest, easy, isn't it? Yeah, easy. What do you need? You need a pair of Air Jordans or those boots that come up, like space boots that come up around your ankles. You need a ball, a basketball, a bouncy basketball, and you need a, a brightly coloured vest, correct? And big baggy shorts and you're yeah. away, correct? A, yeah. basket,
1: a basketball can cost you 20 bucks up to 100 bucks. You know, you can, you can pick up a basketball anywhere and, and, and play. So it's one of those sports that has, has done really well. And one of the things I want to share with the listeners, because I'm obviously a, a soccer football fanatic, some of the best goalkeepers play basketball, and that's why they're such a good goalkeeper because of that hand-eye coordination and all that. But our hey, our our guest is going to talk about how how important your hands are in basketball and how it could correlate to soccer, and and I think that that person could give us some good insight to that. What do you think?
0: Look, yeah, yeah, learning cross cross learning, learning through other sports. So. Do, how many clubs would you say are in your neck of the woods if you had to, if it oh, best guess?
1: Oh, I don't want to say again if I if I told you that it's because I Googled it best, and I'm bagging and I don't want to do that. Best guess. But our guests can talk All right, So what would you say? A thousand, one hundred? More than that. And here and here's why, without using, you know, names and brands and and stuff, you've got, you know, cities, you've got localized groups, you've got government entities, you've got private entities, non-profit entities. There's so many different entities that or organizations companies that that facilitate basketball provide yeah it's it's amazing okay. and like you said yeah. it's it's very easy to get into there's not a lot of requirements um you're not remember Chalky? remember have remember you got got to be 8 foot you're not, not going to need carbon fiber shoes to do it you know what i mean
0: yeah you need those ones that come around the ankle why, why do you have to have the ankle shoes support, support but, uh, hey do you who, here's a big question for you. Do you have to be really tall when you're a kid? Because all at the professional level, and I don't like talking about the professional level because we talk local sports, don't we? That's what we do. But when you see it on TV, everybody's about seven foot or something. It, is it an advantage when you're young or getting into it to be tall or playing at the recreational level? I mean, uh, because uh, 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 say, say you're no, not gifted with height and no, you still no, no, want to play, you no, can no, play, no. correct? Messy
1: small. All right, I'm going to give you one player... That I know of, just because I've I've lived here in Denver, Colorado, and I've watched him play. I think he's still knocking around somewhere, but our guest can talk about it. His name is o- L Boykins. I probably messed up his name. L Boykins. I messed up his name probably, so our guest can correct me on that. But he's five feet tall and maybe uh five inches. Can be can be any size you want. You see
0: what I'm saying? Five feet. What's that in centimeters? Okay. Okay. What's that's that in centimeters? Figure it out. We do metrics, mate. We don't do feet and inches. So he's 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 on the shorter side of your average basketball player, and he's still he's still running things. He can still mate, play. So if you ever, see it,
1: if you ever saw him anybody can play, play live, he runs he runs the show, mate. He's in and out of those holes. He's he's. Remember, you say you stand on the edge of the box. He's everywhere. He's everywhere. Mm. He can't catch
0: him. Yeah. So these these anybody can get into this. I Any mean, I've seen pickup games. Lots of people out there in the park having fun. Brilliant. And, you can, and with these pickup games, because it's such an easy game to get into and it's just with your hands, it's easier to control your hands, for example, than your feet and get into football. I think it's, I don't, I'm think i not saying that it's an easier game to play, but it's easier to get started in. You can just jump into a pickup game with a bunch of people in the park if you haven't played before and get the hang of it there. I was down the gym with you, Bob, a couple of, a couple of months ago. No, no, about six months ago now. I went to you with your gym. You were doing some swimming I got out and there was a pickup game of basketball in the actual gym and they just said, "Hey, come on in and play." That brilliant. Really really enjoyed it. And then, you know, if I was hanging around, I probably they had a little team, but it, this wasn't a practice. It was just a bunch of mates with a few people stragglers like me playing. And this happens all over the United States, doesn't it? Yeah. It's everywhere. No. Pickup games of basketball night and day. It's for it's for anyone. Any, spring anyone and summer. can get
1: involved. Doesn't matter what age, gender you are. You know, anyone can get involved. What would you say would be the benefits to playing basketball? What benefits did
0: you get from it when you played? When I was playing in... I've always been, I've always been big into football. That was my primary sport, as you know. Played a lot of tennis, water sports. And, um, but what I got from basketball, how I... It was the passing and moving. I loved it because you're always looking for space. You've always got to try and create space for yourself and find space. You've got to move the ball quickly move off the ball be creative be intelligent with your with your movement and then it's up and down it's non-stop it, it, it's constant you're attacking or you're defending so it's you're on the goal all the time and i really enjoy that i really enjoy uh not having stoppages in the game it's it's continuous that's and so the benefits i would say help with my cardiovascular uh development help me keep fit help me stay sharp because you've got you're in a you're in a smaller field you've got close quarters uh close quarter contact And I think that really helped that playing that game almost every lunchtime, I'd say four out of five lunchtime through high school for two, three years minimum, really helped my football development. How about yourself?
1: Biggest thing was coordination, bouncing the ball, being able to get it, you know, around my body, through my legs. Um, a lot of a lot of that kind of coordination. Hold
0: on, you can't do those moves. You're talking about putting the ball through your legs and all that, all that those professional moves. You can't do those. Come on. You know when we talk about the benefits and health, I
1: got a DVD called yep. And One, And One, and it had all these players called Hot Sauce and all that. I used to watch that. I used to go out on my drive and do yep. all those moves in it. So guess what? <laughs> I was inspired by that DVD <laughs> to do those moves innit? <laughs> so the point I'm trying to say to you is. There's a there's a lot of benefits in it that you know you don't necessarily think of um and you And all the
0: things about making yeah. and all the things that come with team sports as a whole, isn't it? It's meeting new people, going to these pickup games, joining a team, um new friends, being social. Yeah. I think it's uh and then if you're if you're on the competitive side and you've got that pathway you can go through the the clubs, the academy and getting ready for high school and college, stuff like that. Uh I, again, I didn't get start playing it till high school, but I, I know there's basketball classes out there for five-year-olds. They're starting to learn, you know, the, the hand-eye coordination and the footwork and stuff like that. And there's people getting into it at our age now, just going out and playing in the park with their friends. That's the beauty of it. And that's why I think it's probably one of the top sports in the US. I, one thing I can tell you, one of my mates in Bournemouth, he is, I I'm, I'm met him many years ago. I stay in touch with him. He's from Kansas, I think, originally. And he started a basketball club up in, in Bournemouth. And Bournemouth, uh, for some information for our, our, our US listeners, it's, it's not quite a city. It's probably by on comparison to something like, um, oh, goodness me, Charleston, something like that, North Carolina, uh, South Carolina. Not a big place, but it's probably the biggest club by possibly Participation by membership in wow. that town—it's blown away football. It's blown, away, you know, football. It's blown past football. Basketball is going huge in the UK uh, because it's—you don't need a lot of space. You just need a ball and a couple of rings, and you're away. So um, everybody's getting on the wagon, Love it. aren't they? So easy to play. Well, so I think. Um, Shall we sh- sh- see yeah, if dogs yeah, available yeah. because? Everyone, we, I've got a lot of questions for him, have you? I'm sure you have too, and he's, he's the expert. Should we see if uh, Doug's ready to join us? Hello, Doug. Are you there, mate? I am here, sirs. I am here. Welcome to the show, Doug Meyer. Well, it's a
2: pleasure. It's a pleasure and an honor to be in such tall company, gentlemen.
0: <laughs> allow, allow me to introduce uh, Doug. Doug is uh, a, a, a current coach and he runs an organization in uh denver colorado he's got many years of experience and uh in basketball and i'll allow him to take it over from there doug doug it's a pleasure to have you we're honored do you want to just uh tell us about your your background and how you got into it and what you're doing now mate
2: well i appreciate that Um uh, yeah, basketball has been uh more of a, a it's definitely a passion it's been a, a lifetime for myself i uh started playing when i was knee high to a grasshopper about uh, 4 or 5 years old in the backyard and you know uh basketball's uh, a form of religion in uh, on the east coast where i grew up uh, back in north carolina so uh, that of course is home to the atlantic coast conference and uh, just just down the street from Poor old Dr. James Naismith uh, invented the sport in Massachusetts back in the day Boom! with the peach basket.
1: Boom! Boom! So, oh, Doug, Doug, so
0: the, you Doug, got Doug, it! Doug. You got it right! Doug, he was, Doug. oh, dog! You just you just verified yes, his his thank you, Doug. I have,
1: Sorry to cut you off there. Oh. I just have to make sure I get one that, that point up on 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 Dickie.
0: Sorry, sorry, dog.
2: Well, it's uh, you know, you had to have a ladder back then, and uh, and the peach basket didn't have a a hole in the bottom of it. So every time the ball went in the hoop, you had to get on your ladder, get up there and get it out and, and uh, get back to what you were doing, but uh, a little bit slower pace game, but uh, you know, you, uh, some of your football guys
0: might've liked the slower pace sometimes, you know? <laughs> <laughs> so it was born basketball was born in, in the United States, not England, where every other sport was born. Is that correct?
2: Uh, well, right. Despite popular belief, I believe we're going to take credit for, uh, what I think is the greatest sport, uh, in, in the world. And, uh, basketball of course, uh, has, uh, has definitely gone over the, over the pond. And uh, even though you Yanks, uh, have done a great job with smaller balls, uh, we, uh, we have taken, we have, we have we've, we've shared our larger ball with you and, uh, you know, we've, we've done a good job sharing our, our professional players with you. And, uh, you know, you're on your way over there. You you might win a gold medal one day,
0: but, not until, not until we're good and ready to share. So, so Doug, tell us about um, what what your involvement is in uh, basketball these days, currently, mate. What are you What are you up to at the moment?
2: Sure, sure. I've uh, I've been a high school coach for twenty years, but I've also I uh, uh, still currently am a high school coach, but I I also have run my basketball academy here in uh, Denver and in, in the South Metro area and. My Basketball Academy, uh, we are the basketball provider for uh, one of the largest community recreation groups in the country. And uh, I coach upwards uh, between three and 5,000 kids a year uh, through my clinics. And, and we run clinics, you know, from uh, five years old all the way up to uh, the high school age, which is sometimes these days, 17, 18, unless you were. Uh, Unless you've got a waiver to uh, stay for a while, like uh, maybe you gentlemen probably do. I don't know. Maybe you stayed by for a lot longer than others.
0: Yeah, we're part of the immigrant list, mate. We, we're, 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 st- we're here for good, unfortunately. Sorry. Well, you know, don't you tell guys... Us, tell uh, us what... Go, go ahead. Go ahead, mate. Sorry.
2: Well, you know, you, I was going to say, you guys, uh, we're seeing a really an influx of uh, really euros taking over uh, on, on, on our soil just with uh, scholarship opportunities. And, and a lot of that's it's a great thing culturally and it's a great thing for our our university system there are a lot of folks that uh, have picked up the sport and uh, even though it's a little bit of a different culture uh, there's a lot of there's a lot of value in people coming across the pond and playing with us but but
0: uh, clearly it's got to
2: start in the in the the lower ranks
0: tell us tell us about that tell us what an average what what a regular season would look like for a 10 year old that was just going to start getting into basketball in your neck of the woods in your parish so I mean, what would it? How do how do they get into it? Where would they find it? How would they get into it? What do they have to pay? And what sort of commitment do they have to make? Dog to to like a to play every week and learn a little bit, learn the game. What does that what does sure. that look like? Yeah, I mean, you know, it, it's going to vary, obviously. Uh,
2: in a place like uh, uh, Colorado or a place like North Carolina, you know, at that age, um, you're a middle schooler and. Uh, you've probably got your own ball and uh, mom and dad have probably put a hoop in your driveway, whether you needed one or not, or, and there's probably one in the local park, but I think it begins with, uh, you know, self-instruction and that's the beauty of the game. You have a chance to kind of dabble in it yourself. And then uh, I think when any parent sees a a young kid starting to have a passion for something, then it's time to really look at what the opportunities are for the young man or the young woman. And uh, clearly there's a, you know, middle school programs still exist where they can play school basketball. And, and beyond school basketball, there's, as you already know, uh, whether it's football slash soccer, to really start to get into a sport. Um, fortunately, there's there's things that are going on year round, but basketball season, as we all know, it is still primarily a winter sport. So, uh, you know, uh, yeah. good news is it's, it's indoors and you're not freezing from the snow. But um, as far as things that are available at the community level Uh, there's there's all kinds of clinics like things that we offer there's uh, of course there's three-on-three opportunities there's five-on-five opportunities there's uh, chances to take community clinics Uh, there's chances to affiliate with the local professional teams who do a lot of community outreach and you can affiliate with those opportunities there's of course summer basketball camps there's uh, shooting camps dribbling camps there's
0: Wow, uh, Lots of stuff. You know,
2: there's leagues you can join. Yeah, there. It's. I mean, it's. Listen, it's a. Doug, it's a virtual smorgasbord This three. Of, of opportunity. This
0: three v three v three you mentioned. What is that all about? Because I thought basketball was five v five. What's three v three for? Is that for the younger ones?
2: Yeah, you know, it, it, it's a. It, it's a. It's an interesting opportunity for us these days because, three uh, v three obviously gives us a little bit more <laughs> social distancing, with uh, the <laughs> pandemic we've got going on. And no, 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 no. All kidding aside. We've seen uh, the club that I affiliate with is really kind of, for this particular season because of the pandemic, they've put aside their interest in playing uh, at the 5v5 level. And USA Basketball, the governing body of basketball here in this country, has really helped grow 3v3. And it actually is a a format where a kid has to rely more on their own skill set and uh, there's more time physically with the basketball so during the game ah, so uh,
1: usa basketballs has helped grow in the game and just for the listeners out there can you give an example of like what resources or tools they've given you to grow the game so i think the listeners would like to know that just relating to sports period
2: yeah absolutely you know uh, usa basketball of course is it's the logo and it's uh, it's affiliated with usa olympics and uh, they allow guys like me to uh, go online and pay uh, a fee to become a, a gold-certified basketball coach, which means that you can follow the USA basketball curriculum. And the USA basketball curriculum, I think, is very important because you don't want to scare kids out of basketball too yeah. early. Uh, oftentimes, uh, at the young level, they'll allow kids uh, to compete uh, only about fifteen or twenty percent of the time, whereas the rest of the time is spent on player development, huh. and as you get up into yeah I mean as you get that, and that that really bodes well for people needing to take more player development clinics because you know what happens when a couple big strapping lads like you guys get on a basketball court, you scare away little kids <laughs> because you 're so dominant of a species that uh, <laughs> that you don 't want't you don 't you don't want them to get scared away, so parents I think these days are shying away. Even though they think junior might be ready to play, uh, unless the kid's really, really developed, they want to give their kid a chance to follow USA basketball's curriculum and, and really develop. And that's stationary ball handling, and that's you know stationary form shooting. And uh, then as you evolve into you know the middle school years, they, they want to see you ramp up to where you get maybe thirty percent competition and 70 percent development in that 30 percent competition interesting things like brief brief yeah it's brief exposure to one-on-one and two-on-two it's still not really five ah, well, on five that's a, the a show, pretty God. cool pathway
1: yeah this is why you're on the show The I like, development uh, stuff that you shared and some of those things is really important for the listeners to to, to gather dicky what was you saying mate sorry i cut you off
0: yeah, I, I agree with you, Bobby. Yeah, I think uh, that that you mentioned that if they're playing 3v3, they've got more time on the ball. They've got more chance to have the ball in their hands and develop their own individual technique and skills before having too much time around them and competition around them to try and take that ball from them. I, I think that's, that's brilliant and it, it instill a lot more confidence in the younger players. Um, and, and, and Doug, with, with regard to that pathway, back to my, to my question earlier, I, I wanted to know if we were to start on that pathway, if, if a family were to start on that pathway with a, with a young child, what sort of commitment level is it required? Is it for your average, I'm just talking averages now. Um, so the family's could get an idea, a picture of what they're signing up for. Is it two practices a week and a game at the weekend? And for, is it an eight week season? What what sort of commitment am I signing up for here, Doug?
2: Yeah, generally, if you sign up at your local community center or uh, you're going to be on a, a rec team that, probably has one or two practices a week and then you know one game on the weekend and the game is usually a fairly quick uh, running 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 you know running timer and uh, it goes fairly quickly but they, they focus on equal play and making sure every kid gets exposure and uh, but yeah one or two practices a week at most and you're probably talking about a 160 dollars to join and play for a team and then you get assigned to a coach That's and cheap. You'll get an hour and a half practice time during need, the week. Do you
1: need any? Dickie was talking about you need special shoes at ankles. Is that
2: true?
0: you need, and you need those <laughs> shoes that come up around your ankle, correct? Yeah, y- you y- that will w- come up to your knees. You need those shoes uh, with those. Well,
2: yeah, you know, it's not. Uh, we don't really need to have spikes on our shoes like you footballers because we don't. We don't really intend to hurt people, and we don't want to grow anybody's (laughs) acting career. You know, you you put some spikes on a guy, and suddenly they turn into a a, you know an actor or an actress, and they can they can carry they can carry on carry on for no reason about some drama that just occurred on their court. So we (laughs) we have safer equipment, and uh, you know the uh, the shoe has really evolved. I mean, right? Just because Air Jordan used to wear red red white and black shoes that were a little high, uh, you want to make sure that you've just got. more of a form support foot base that, uh, you know, even some people like Kobe Bryant and those guys, they started coming out with shoes, God rest his soul that were, uh, you know, low tops, not so much high tops,
0: High tops, but I still think there's a
2: lot of value. Yeah. You want to have ankle support and Achilles support, and you wouldn't want to be running around those, uh, Ballerina boots that a lot of soccer players <laughs> like to, to wear, you know.
0: Doug, I, I, Doug, you're on thin ice here, buddy. You got a lot of your basketball players play soccer too. They're gonna give you some some of the, they're gonna give you some stick when they see you in practice next week. Talking to talking to them That's about fair. their soccer
2: practice. How much You know, there is a lot of crossover. I think there's value in it. I think there's a lot of crossover. I know a lot of basketball players that are goalkeepers, and I know a lot of basketball players that have got great lateral movement. I encourage multi sport athletics and I think Soccer is definitely one of those crossover sports for for basketball, so it's it's great when you play both.
1: Dunk, oh. how much do these shoes run? You know, just ba- a good pair of basic shoes for a family that's listening to to pick up. What's a good range price point?
2: Yeah, I think you can go get some baseline, uh, you know, Nike boots shoes for uh, sixty five bucks. If you wanna, if you wanna act like you're a you know LeBron James or one of the real big ballers, you probably can spend upwards of two hundred or you know one eighty one ninety five. But the <laughs> Whoa. The family can pick up shoes 65 75 bucks at the store.
0: And what about that vest? Do you do, do you need to wear a vest, dog?
2: <laughs> well, only only if you're going to go to a wedding uh, do we wear a vest very often, but uh I don't think I think a standard t-shirt will work. Or I think uh, anything that you're, that's the great thing about our sports. See? You, those soccer guys, you know, they they want to wear those tight fitting clothes. We uh,
0: <laughs> we can have some looser fitting clothes, which is good for so us. So I can turn up with a t-shirt. If I I turn up for a game of basketball with a T-shirt on, everybody on the court is not going to give me a pair of scissors and tell me to cut the arms off. I'm going to be okay. Uh, I don't think so. I mean, you you look good in a muscle
2: shirt like the next guy, but uh, (laughs) I think if you wear a T-shirt, you're going to be safer.
0: Okay, buddy. I think this part – I like what you mentioned about the crossover and the relation – the the, the crossover for skills between soccer and basketball. I, I, I agree with you. That's exactly what I said earlier in the show. I found a lot of benefits from basketball. I mean, you've got to have quick explosive speed, uh quick decision making, looking for space, passing moving. I think this is brilliant. So it can be and basketball I think is a is a foundation sport for so, for so many other sports. Don't you think, Doug? Uh, yeah. Well, it
2: is and uh you know, you mentioned you mentioned the crossover and look, even at the high school that I I currently coach at, you you've got you only got 600 students and so you've got to have kids that play multiple sports and you've got to have coaches throughout the community that support the multi-sport format. And uh, let's face it, it makes a, it makes a well-rounded athlete until somebody, uh, somebody like you guys walks up to a guy and says, you're ready for the U S national team for soccer. You, you don't need to focus full time just yet on your sport, but I mean, that day is probably coming. So until that day comes, you know, enjoy it and and play, play many, play volleyball, play soccer, play, play, uh, you know, go out there and play some golf and tennis and, uh, you, you got to encourage it these days. and I, I don't think uh, you want to sell kids short because uh, they, they got to pick up many, many skill sets.
1: Doug, it's a blessing having you on this show because your knowledge about the sport and, and the other sports really were hopefully the listeners out there can hear that they can engage in just sports in general and how positive basketball you can use in, in multiple different other sports. So it's really, I'm really, that's why I was really excited to have you on the show because you have a wealth of knowledge and I just kind of want to get a little bit deeper on the crossover. And we talk about the hands and also relating to soccer, using the hands in basketball and goalkeeping. Is there any kind of things that you, you could talk about with basketball and soccer by using the hands that has helped or some activities that you've done with players that have been goalkeepers in soccer, but also been maybe a good point guard or a shooter? Just kind of some, some. I know it's kind of a loaded question, but you're so knowledgeable. I want the listeners to hear
2: well, you know we uh, I appreciate the question we we do we focus in our academy on a lot of ladder drills and agility drills because uh, that 's what I like about soccer so much you 've got to really teach kids how to move like a soccer player or a basketball player and uh, I think that starts with learning how to move laterally or sideways I think it it starts with learning how not to cross your feet, learn how to control your body, and if we 're going through our ladders and we're going left foot at a time or right foot at a time. You've got to control your body coordination and it's going to help your body symmetry. And it's going to make you just a better all over adroit athlete. But as far as, you know, hand to eye, we're going to do, we're going to do ball handling drills with two balls. And that really taxes out of somebody's brain and pushes them. But I really think the brain's a remarkable thing and a kid's brain will figure it out. And so if you're dribbling two balls, uh, clearly your, your hand coordination's growing, but, it's also, it's also making sure that uh, you're going to then start to have some movement drills. And then you combine the two, and suddenly, you know, you take a basketball player and who's been working with two balls, and you, you realize he's got great lateral movement and good leaping ability, you put him in that soccer goal, and you say, all right, look, buddy, I didn't say you had to kick it, but all you got to do is knock it down or catch it with your hands. And, and most basketball players look at you and go, is that it? I got it. And that's, easy. that's easy for me to do. And so uh, – you, know, you guys can teach them the, those people how to punt the, the, the soccer ball, but uh, yeah, there's a lot of value and uh, soccer is great because there's so much quickness. You got to move from point to point, side to side, whether you're, you know, moving from elbow to elbow in a basketball court or from, you know, the box to the post, trying to get a far post header, you know, from a corner kick, it's the same type of uh, movement yeah. and you've got to, obviously explode up into the air uh, on either side, mm-hmm. you know, and it's, it's an easier, it's an easier, you know, bridge to gap for kids if they're playing both sports. Cause I got to tell you, when I see a kid come in and just nail the ladder drills and really get it, I'm like, you're a soccer player. <laughs> and they'll smile. And they'll smile at me because <laughs> soccer players really, really do move. Uh, I don't want get, to get you guys too excited, but I mean, they, they do move better than the, most, word most most the, the word you're looking for, Doug. The word you don't want to make you guys elegantly. Well, you could say that, but, uh, you know, remember basketball players are sometimes uh, decide despite Earl Boykins here in town, basketball players are, are generally, uh, taller humans, but you you can play yeah, any well, size. Hey, so what's going to ask you next. Was I right about
1: Earl Boykins? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Well, I know that you guys, uh, you soccer guys are a little bit more diminutive <laughs> in size. And, uh, so you, you have to pay, you have to pay special homage to guys like Earl Boykins. You know, he's, uh, he's a five, six, five, seven guy. And, uh, he, uh, he was able to scoot a little bit. But you don't have to be a giant to play basketball, and that's a misnomer out there. Some people come in, and uh, they just have to become great ball handlers and great distributors of the basketball. And if you're a soccer player that's you know playing midfield, you've got to cover a lot of yardage, and you can be somebody who can cross over and be a uh, a point guard. I'm glad and you it's, mentioned it's that, That's a Doug.
1: good thing. Gl- so was I, was I accurate? Was I accurate of my old boykins? A uh, 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 story to to Dicky. About-
2: I have to, I have to comment you on your uh, your intellectual aptitude on your basketball knowledge. James, I mean, you've got that's one of the smaller guys that ever made it to that level.
0: But, hey uh, Doug, I'll, one one or two more questions for you if you don't mind, and we could we can sit here all day asking you questions because because of your experience. But we've been focused on the, the kids a little bit. I wanted to ask you, if if there were uh, a couple of local guys, girls just moved into town for a job or something and they wanted to get into or play basketball or get into it and they haven't really, perhaps they haven't played it before, how would you suggest they get into the game? What would you suggest their first steps would be to do and where would where, where, they go and find it? And now we know that they don't have to be eight foot nine to play. That's brilliant. So where, where, what would you recommend they do just to get into the you game? You know, there's, unfortunately, have to
2: rely on word of mouth these days from other moms in the community but we could certainly use a vehicle that would point them in a better direction but if if they do have some knowledge of the neighbors are probably going to point them in the direction of uh, the local rec
0: center first okay brilliant doug um we've got to jump on to our uh, off the field topic now so um what i would like to uh, what i first like to say is bobby unless you've got any more um pressing questions that you had for doug right now um, but just before we finish off, could, could you tell us a little bit about what your involvement in this, in, besides the coaching? Are you still out there playing a little bit, Doug? Are you out there with the family? What's, are the family involved? Just a little bit of personal information no, sure. about, you know, about your, uh, your, your passion about the game. That. Yeah, for our family, it's, a, it's been a lifetime
2: passion that all of my friends have played. Um, I've got a uh, current daughter that's fortunate enough to play uh, in the Atlantic Coast Conference uh, back east, and uh, that's, of course, an FBS school. And being in a Power Five conference, uh, she's, of course, home right now. And uh, so I have a chance to run through her uh, collegiate workouts with her, and it gives me a chance to, of course, uh, just be a proud father and to be around her. But um, it's something to uh, you know go out there and still shoot with her. And you know, I'll still try to rough her up a little bit one-on-one. But you know she's quicker than me these days, and uh, that's a good thing. And... Uh, it, it helps our family grow, but even our, you know, her big brother is uh, is even a team manager for uh, a collegiate team, and um, he's in a game still, and of course we've got our little one that's uh, a work in progress, and she's still taking my uh, my youth basketball clinics here in town, so family involvement's great, and uh, they've got a big sister to look up to who's uh, playing at the highest level, and uh, I think that's, uh, kudos to her for getting to that level. Brilliant. Fantastic. That's great. Well, Doug,
1: I have one question.
2: When are you coming? Well, to- you know, I, I don't know. I always hope every year when the NBA draft lights up, they're going to call my name, but uh, I just don't know if they need any 52-year-old shooting <laughs> guards. And, uh, but if they do, you know, if they're looking for a plotting shooting guard that can't cross half-court anymore and uh, can play a mean game of horse, uh, I'm available for pickup at, at a moment's notice. I'll, I'll, I'll play with you guys there whenever you want.
0: All right, good, good. Hey, Bob, if you're going to go out and play with Doug in the park in Denver, take your stepladder with you. Doug's about, Doug's about seven foot five, I think. So <laughs> take, a, take a beer crate or a stepladder with you to make sure you catch the ball above him. Don't worry,
1: I'm going to buy a pair of them cool shoes as well. I'm going to bring my vest. Yeah,
0: yeah. make sure you look the part. At least look the part, even if you can't do the part. And bring some of those, bring some of those Doug, ribs. Thank you again, I my friend. I want some of those ribs
2: Marley's cooking on his grill. I want some of that smoked pork you we were talking about earlier. I'd like, I'd yeah, like to take a vest. hit of that.
0: uh. Uh-uh. Doug, we, we, we need uh, you to come back. I'll be back. COVID I'm back dumb. in a moment's notice. I'm, we need you to come back. Come back and talk to us about, um, so, so in a little bit more depth, about the, clubs, the club structure and stuff like that. That would be fantastic when we dive into that a little bit deeper. Um, if, if, you, if you've got time, we would really, really it would appreciate both it. It be an honour and a privilege, gentlemen. I appreciate uh, you
2: uh, taking an interest in this fine game that Dr. May Smith created.
0: <laughs> Doug... <laughs> Thanks very much, buddy. Have a nice afternoon. Enjoy
2: no
0: the weekend. Right. Okay? Take care, gents. Take care. Bye-bye. Bye. There is there, Man, there that is there. There is a fun. local legend right there, Bobby. Fun. Getting Doug, Doug Meyer, yeah. Coach Doug Meyer on the show. What a privilege.
1: To, to have him on, yeah, to have him on. We could talk for hours with that guy and laugh and joke. He's got so much knowledge and we're really lucky to to have him in our network and he's coaching in the sport. It's, it's just I'm really great.
0: proud of his daughter. Uh, I remember coaching her, helping Doug coach her uh, at the local soccer club. Great. I, knew, you, I just knew she was going, going to do well in one particular sport. Didn't know which one it was. And she's, she's on that pathway through collegiate basketball. And you could tell when she was playing soccer, she, she was an athlete. Great movement, great endurance. She was sharp, could change the direction. And that, that, that's a prime example right there of that crossover that we've been talking about today, that she, I think uh, she was playing soccer at the competitive level and playing basketball. And uh, it led to her choosing the ba- basketball pathway and doing really well at it. So I'm really pleased and really proud of her, actually. That's great. So
1: off the field, how to find a safe organization? That's what we're
0: talking about. Yes, I've right. thought, I thought we should have a quick chat about this. Um, given that we haven't got a lot of time left, but I think it's important for for us to share some some ideas, some tips to our listeners about, you know, some of the things to look for uh, in an organization, especially if you're new in town or you're looking to change sports, what are some of the things that you should look for in an organization to see that it's it's a safe organization because it's very important in this day and age. I mean, in, in the last few years, we've seen some of those unfortunate incidents with coaches at the high level, uh, making mistakes, doing some wrong things of athletes. So we've got to make sure our, our, our young children, and even ourselves when we're going into an organisation, uh, are in a safe place to play and a safe place to learn the game. So, well, what are some of the things that yeah. you think we should, yeah, no, what are so some look, of the signs that we should look for in an organisation?
1: Yeah, no, here's some, some of the things I was thinking about when, when this topic got brought up. It's, it's kind of one of those things that when you say safe organisation, there's negativity that draws to it. Does that make sense? So you put, as an example, you know, coaching and athletes and trying to evaluate that to be a safe organization. But I also think, doesn't matter if it's a youth organization or an adult organization, Mm. being a part of a safe organization is financially sound. And the reason why I say financially sound is you don't want to obviously be a part of a group where you've paid um, a subscription or a fee. And the next thing you know, not being able to facilitate the sport that you signed up for uh so there's a lot of stories like that as well and also you know given the internet you could also be signing up for something where your information is not Mm. safe so there's a lot different when we say safe organization we can talk about on the field off the field operationally
0: governance guidance yeah you know there's a lot let's just talk let's just mention some of those things we don't have to go into into detail about all of them but i think if we just give somebody give our listeners a checklist <clears throat> just a checklist of things to look for I mean has exact like you just mentioned how long has your organization been around for is it got a is it got a bit of heritage history in the community um, or is it brand new that just popped up out of nowhere I think that's a, that's a, a sign to look for and just be cautious about because if it's been around for a long time and it's, and it's an established business then you know that's that's one 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 tick I suppose what would be another one
1: I would say how you administer Through a platform the information personal and also your your banking information or credit card information Mm. so just you committing to a platform or whatever that is you want to make sure that it's safe and secure because you don't want your information out there and and these days just your name and your home address is enough for people to take that on the internet and then do some data mining and pull other information so making sure there's a safe place you know, whether it's your child uploading a picture, a birth certificate, sure. or just even giving out personal information. And,
0: so that would be the next And step. Doug mentioned, uh yeah, that's another one. So There's two. Let's see if we can come up with six or seven for, for our guys before we wrap this up. Um, I think another one, uh, Bobby, would be looking at their affiliations, I suppose. Are they partnered up? Do they have some sponsors? Have they got some, have they got some verification or for authentication from some local other local groups or who they work with, or perhaps their governing body. So perhaps uh, look for their affiliations and associations, perhaps governing bodies, partners, associations, because that is also could be a good sign of the fact that they've passed some credibility tests and things like that. Don't you think?
1: Yeah. Boom. There's another one. Check that one off. The next one I would say is uh, there's two, two different types. One is, you you use the organization, but what about people within the organization? Background checks, okay, yeah. Uh, obviously, these the combustions is huge. Um, you know, health uh, risk management tools, insurance. Those are another big checks that
0: you, you know you can look out for as well. Absolutely, yeah. And going into the staff a little bit deeper, I think another check box as a, a sub check box of that one is take a look at who who their staff are. I mean, does anybody know these people? Um, a, a, Uh, Can you Google them? Can you look them up on Facebook to make sure they are who they are? Have they been around the community for a while? So it's worth doing your own due diligence into actually who's behind the organization, who's who's coaching, who's running the show, etc, etc. So take take a little bit of a closer look at the staff, the people delivering the programs.
1: Yeah. And here's the next checkbox. When I said, you know, the organization, the player and all that. What, what is in it fit for you? What are you planning to get out of it? Mm. When you look at an organisation, does it fit your schedule? Does it Your fit, needs. You know, the things that you... Yeah. Your needs. Is, you know, is it safe for you? Are you going to be... Feel like, you know... Again, when we use the word safe organisation, I don't want us to think negatively. Also think positively, like, what are you going to gain from it? Does that yeah. make sense? Um, you know, confidence is is one. So also about you you know whoever's involved whether it be a child whether it be an adult um boys or girls so also you want to check on that because obviously once you get involved it expands into sometimes more things than you want
0: so i think we've we've hit four or five five or six key key points there for people just to get started with um i think that'd be sufficient it's like any business really bobby isn't it just do, do a little bit of your own due diligence ask around the neighborhood um if you know if it unless it's a new organization then look at Look at the uh, the staff, and uh, see who they're affiliated with, a little bit of uh, partnerships or associations here and there, and see where they play. Perhaps where mm. they play could be could answer some of your questions. If they play in a, in an indoor facility or rent school facilities, or if they're out in a park, um, look at their facilities and see if uh, that matches up to what you need. And are they operating in a safe organisation too? A safe environment, rather.
1: Um, yeah, and I'll I'll take a I'll take a leaf out of your book on this one and share it with the listeners. Just because you speak to one person, that's not necessarily the decision you need to make on the mm. spot. As you say, you you talk to John, you talk to Peter, and you talk to Harry, and then when you get all of those guys in the room and you get it all figured out, and you end up going with uh, Spencer, don't you? Yeah. So even though you listen to those three guys, you end up maybe going with Spencer, and it confirms everything that, that those three guys put on the table. So again, you know, don't always take the first opinion. Don't look on. You know, a website or this and that. Go, make sure you have different sources of information, mm. different types of information, and then, then obviously make that educated decision. Even though you know I could be a specialist in soccer, don't, don't always listen to my experience because my neighbor may have had a different
0: experience. Mm. Right: Absolutely, very important.: <laughs> Well, everyone, that's about it for today, as it's full- time by his clock watch and extra time by mine. Thanks to all of you that have tuned in to this week's show. We hope you enjoyed it and please come back again soon.